Hey there, Steven. Hey there, Dustin, and hey there, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. The Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast is an irreverent look at the wedding photography industry and professional photography in general. But we try to sprinkle in some nuggets of business insight throughout while talking about what we're, what are you drinking today, Dustin? What is that? Oh, this little, little baby? Yeah, that. that. It is officially off season, Stephen. So I, I'm, I'm without a beer this evening, so I'm going straight for the tequila. That is interesting, Dustin, because uh, I have once again made the great, great journey to Three Floyd's Brewery on my way uh, to Chicago. Yeah. And I've picked up some uh, Necron 99 because they were all out of zombie dust when I got there. So I know this isn't in the show notes, but how was your uh, trip to <laughs> What is that? You drinking beer out of a wine glass or drinking wine before? With your beer. I don't know why this is so confusing. This is just a Puglia. Okay, for those of us who didn't grow up in France, what's a uh, Italian pu- Puglia? That's good. That's good, buddy. Uh, I actually um, looked up a YouTube video and listened to the pronunciation like 20 times before this because I knew if you saw it, you would bring it up. It's just uh, it's, it's a wine. I'm just trying to finish it off, man. Sure, it'll go good with your... <laughs> beer <laughs> uh i'm not gonna start on the beer until i'm done with the wine buddy listeners when you hear the bottle pop the bottle cap pop off my beer that's when you know it's about to get lit sounds like that should be like a song when you hear the bottle get popped it's it i don't know anyways um how was your trip to popping bottles no no stop stop shooting models popping bottles dustin and steve professional photographers. uh shoot Screwed that one up at the end. Uh, I was so close, though. So close. Thanks, buddy. How was your trip to the Windy City? It was great. How was your trip to the Windy City? Uh, it was pretty good, actually. Um, it was literally the easiest shoot I've ever done. Uh, you really missed out on this one. This would have been... This had your name written all over it. So there was free alcohol? Free alcohol and food all night long. Mmm. It sounds like it has my name written all over it. Why didn't they call me to shoot this instead of you? Because obviously you would have said no, just like you told me no. <laughs> it was great. They uh, had a pasta buffet, like a one of those where they like cook the pasta in front of you things. And then a, a prime rib bar. And uh, top shelf liquor and beer all night, all you could drink. Now, what is the difference between top shelf liquor and beer and bottom shelf liquor and beer? Top shelf has all the fun of low shelf without all the fun or all the not so fun the next morning. So uh, what are like some clear examples of top shelf liquor? Like so much fun vodka? Grey Goose was there. What else do they Grey have? Grey Goose doesn't sound like top shelf. You describe top shelf as so fun. So I'm looking for something like crusty clown eyes vodka. Mm, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, really does. <laughs> I was thinking about the Simpsons, and then I was also thinking about dark eyes vodka. <laughs> dark eyes. Um, but you know how we talked about in an earlier episode about drinking on the job? Uh, typically, that's a hard and fast rule for me. But at this one, on several occasions, the uh, first of all, this was not a wedding. This was a corporate party. 
And uh, second of all, the uh, person at the corporation who was hosting, planning, whatever, the party, hired me. On several occasions, she would say, Dustin, make sure you drink. We paid for so much alcohol. I feel like her name was Rachel. Was it Rachel? Nope. I'm going to call her. Let's just call her Rachel from here on out. Sure. Rachel it is. You have some good stories about Rachel? Hmm? What? No? Sorry. No I'm... stories? No. No stories about Rachel. How, how drunk was Rachel at your corporate shoot? Uh, by the end, she was there. Everyone, everyone at the party was super, super drunk. Um, how awkward was the shoot? Did you see anybody make out? Did somebody uh, photocopy their butt like a 80s movie about an office workplace? Well, it was really funny because this is the first uh, tech company holiday party I've ever photographed. So, yeah, so it's all, I would say like 85% dudes and then like 15% chicks and not to get like super sexist or anything, but it's like all these like... I guess not sexist, racist, maybe? I don't know. Sometimes I can't tell when I'm being inappropriate. Uh, just as a general rule, Dustin, you're always being inappropriate <laughs> in different ways, shapes, and forms. And then I try to edit it out, but sometimes I miss it. And sometimes I leave it in because <laughs> sometimes I figure our it. listeners are smart enough to know that... <laughs> Anyways, most of the guys were... <laughs> wow. You are being sexist and racist at the same time. You're being... Well, I... Scracist? Scracist? That's Scracist. Hashtag Scracist. But uh, no, I would talk to them and all these like computer programming guys were like hitting on them hardcore all night long and I was just sitting back laughing the whole time. How, how do these computer programming guys hit on girls? Can you explain this to me? They'd be like... Knowing full well, I'm probably going to cut all of this out of our podcast. What's A plus B? C plus plus... That was terrible. You know that a lot of uh, companies, tech companies, uh, require like key fobs and dongles to like plug into their computers for security access reasons and stuff. Like mm -hmm. you had a million jokes just based on the word dongle alone you could have gone with. And instead you went with C++. C++, my Java. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Want to go out for some Java? These are getting so much know. worse. <laughs> oh, man. Anywho, how was your trip to Chicago? Uh, it was it was great. It was short. Sunrise, right? Uh, got pushed back the night before. Because mm. it was supposed to be overcast at sunrise. So, scheduled it for later in the day. And it was a little bit hazy. It wasn't the best uh, lighting conditions, but I had a lot of fun. Running low on that drink, is that where you're shaking it at me? Or did I do something bad and you're shaking your drink at me like how you would shake a can full of coins at a dog? What's this follow-up nonsense you wanted to talk about? I don't, don't really know much follow, about follow it. Follow-up trademark John Syracuse. Uh, we want to talk about last week. So are, we, are we paying royalties to John every time we say his name? Is that is that happening? We're not paying royalties to John. What was the thing you wanted to talk about? Uh, Dustin, last week you talked about a kickstarter thing that you bought but we didn't actually do like a dustin's uh, kickstarter failure segment about it kickstarter should really at this point be a non-profit organization so at least i get some sort of a taxable benefit when i throw my money away at it it was your bluetooth headphones 
that you blamed Apple for them not working, but it's not really Apple's fault because Apple doesn't allow you to charge things off of the phone, but that was like your big complaint about them. Mm-hmm. What about them? They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just wanted to bring that up and say we're sorry we didn't do an official Dustin's Kickstarter failure segment like usual. Just apologies to our listeners who uh, count on us and rely on us and depend on us for so much. Bleep. Uh, let's move on. Um, follow up segment number, follow up part two, uh, drone law 101. My plan to not register my new drone because I wasn't going to use it for commercial purposes until sometime next year yeah. was stymied by the president this week. Yep. In Stephen Van Elk, who voted for Donald W.J. Trump. I'm editing uh, that out because I don't even <laughs> want that in as a joke. Wow. Editing what out, Steve? I don't know what you're saying because I'm just going to keep on saying Because it. it was already gone. Ooh. <laughs> Mysterious. Uh, big uh, old Donnie, the, Donnie T. The president signed a bill into law that says that you have to register your drones for recreational use, not just your drones for commercial use. Yep. So now I have to go through the pain of registering my drone. So I don't know. Need to get, get, get working on this commercial pilot's license thing. Sports license. Question is, Stephen, have you flown your drone? No, I have not. I don't have time. I got a wife. I got kids. I got people I love, things to Hundreds do. Hundreds of dollars, and that drone is still sitting in the box. Well, it's not sitting in the box anymore. I took it out and played around with it, set everything up, tested it to make sure it worked, but I didn't actually like go fly it. Oh, so it's flown. The wings have moved. It hasn't flown yet. The wings did move. did not fly. So how do you know it works if you haven't flown it, man? The return policy is really good, so I don't really care. I'll send it back Correct. if it doesn't work in a week or two. In a, in a week, month, maybe a year when I finally work up the courage to fly this. I could just sell it and probably make money. I, I'm not too concerned about this, Dustin. I just feel that we can't give our listeners out there a valid view of the Mavic Pro, not Platinum, we're, we're just not Pro. Trying, we're not trying to give them a valid view because this is a podcast. It's audio only. I know, Steve, but I want to buy a Mavic next week. And Are you doing any traveling next year? Because you, you, you probably, you know, we took that Phantom with us to Sierra Leone and that was a that was huge a pain, pain in the ass. Yeah, and uh, I'm going the, to Texas. the Mavic comes in a box that is like smaller than a shoe box. It is tiny. Yep, this is all correct. No, I'm going to Texas in like two weeks, and I thought it would be fun to take a drone with me because drones are just fun, and I don't want to take a Phantom because I'm not flying Southwest, and I don't get all the free baggage in the world. So, Speaking of free baggage, um, you pasted into the show notes a link to the drone laws by country in the Dominican Republic. Oh, you yes, want to talk Steve. about that? You did some research for me. I did. I saw that you need to register, you need to get a certificate or something when you fly there. I was curious if you planned on doing that. Uh, you only have to get the permit if you're flying for commercial purposes. Technically, I will be doing any flying that I do as a gift to my sister-in-law, and it won't be for money, and I will be a wedding guest, not a hired hand. So I don't think I have to apply for a permit. Okay. But their drone say, laws man. were ridiculously funny. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. 
because the drone laws are basically just respect others' privacy. <laughs> don't fly over people in large crowds. <laughs> respect others' privacy. You must fly during daylight hours in only good weather conditions. And don't fly your drone near airports or in areas where aircraft are. Like, that's all. Yep. Pretty strict. Yeah, I think this website you sent me might not be <laughs> the greatest website in the world for drone law. It's uh, UAV Systems. It's a pretty reputable. I just feel like that can't be all of the laws they have in the Dominican. There's got to be something I'm sure more. those are simplified versions of the more sophisticated laws. For simple people like me. Moving on. Enough about drones that Steve will never fly. <laughs> For those of you who are super fans of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, uh, Steve and I will be designing some swag. Uh, oh my gosh, out. what are you committing us to? <laughs> what is the swag you're going to design? Now that you're committed, you, you got to go. I think beer cozies. Koozies. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Feels fitting. That does feel fitting. Get it? See the see the pun I use there? Fitting in, you know. Could you, could you put a beer into a beer koozie? <laughs> And it fits in. That wasn't really a pun. Oh, Steven. You're right. This podcast is so much more fun when you've been drinking. A photographer recently had her account hacked, and the hacker deleted all of her galleries from Pass. Before we get too deep, Pass was able Mm. to recover all of the galleries, so there were no photos lost. But I was wondering what you had to say, Dustin, about passwords and security. And also, what steps you think uh, somebody should take if somebody does this? Someone does this to them. Um, well, all of my passwords are just one, two, three, four. So I'm not the best one to ask about cybersecurity. I thought all of your passwords were Steve's the greatest human being alive. That's what you told me. That's only the wedding photo hangover podcast. Oh, okay, cool, passwords. cool, cool, cool. The rest, the important one, two, three, four. Some of them have an exclamation mark at the end when they're real strict about, like, needing to add a character. So that one would read, like, Steve is the greatest person alive! Question mark? (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. Uh, 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 No, I mean, I don't know. Password security. Use a password. What what, is there more to talk about on that Do you use two-factor authentication? No. Next question? You don't use two-factor authentication for anything. I'm only one factor. Why do I need two? Do you know what two-factor authentication is? I assume it comes after one factor. Then there's two-factor. How drunk are you right now? Three-factor. Not drunk at all, Stephen. Completely sober. For your Gmail, for your Instagram, for your Facebook, for your Twitter, uh, all these things you can turn on something called two-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. It'll make it so that when you go to log into your account... It'll either send a text message to your phone to confirm that it was actually you who wanted to sign in. And it'll send you a code and you have to enter the code to then get into your account. Yeah, that sounds annoying. Also, it could have a thing on your phone where it generates a code for you and the code changes like every 30 seconds. So you just have to type it in while it's up. What are you, a Russian spy, Steve? Why do you need all this crazy code sending algorithmic privacy well dustin uh earlier this week i had somebody try to log into my facebook from another state and last week i had somebody try to log into my twitter from a different country so uh i i take care of this stuff i've worked hard to develop the uh friends and relationships i have on those platforms and i would like to keep them so cool 
Cool, cool. More importantly, have you ever had anything happen with your, um, you use Zenfolio, right? Mm-hmm, correct. Has anybody ever tried to do anything malicious there, or tried to sign into your account or anything like that? Nope. What would you do if you found out somebody had? I would fire Zenfolio. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had anyone try to access any of my accounts. Uh, there, I think, might have been one instance on Facebook uh, where someone sent me one of those messages like, hey, Dustin, you should check this out. And I didn't realize it was a thing yet, and I clicked the link, and next thing I knew, boo a boom bada boom bada bing bada boom boo wada boo bada boo bada bing bada boom They had access to my Facebook page or some shit like that, so I had to change my password on that. I had to change that password to boo wada boo wada boo Yep, with an exclamation mark. Or a question mark. You don't well, know, though. Surprise! I'll let the listeners figure that one out. Anyways, um, but yeah, so I assume your stuff's getting all hacked to craziness because of all the listeners out there that just are so infatuated with you. They just want a little taste of what it's like to be Steve on the social webs. Uh, a little taste of what it's like to be Steve on the social webs is... It's a dark place. It's a dark place. <laughs> it's very dark. You're going to spend hours and hours on end just wondering, did I post the right picture for that blog post? Did, did I? I crop? Did I crop that just so right where it makes the viewer feel oh so blessed? How, how many likes did I get in the first first hour? Mm, not enough. Not enough. Because if I didn't get enough likes, I need to take that picture down and put a new one up. Have, have I broke a hundred likes yet with that picture? Have I broke a hundred likes? Do you really do that? Is that really a thing? That last one's a thing. Like you take photos down if it doesn't get enough likes. If a picture doesn't break a hundred likes in under twenty four hours, it gets taken off the Instagrams. What? Yeah, that's, ins- that's, I don't know, that's like next level type shit right there. Well, why is that next level type shit? This, I don't know. This is not even like w- what I was mocking earlier saying that um, uh, if it doesn't get enough likes within like the first hour, people will take it off. Like that's like a real thing people do. Like before people even have a chance to see like the photo, they'll be like within the first 15 minutes. Um, if it doesn't get like 10, 20 likes or whatever, they just rip it off Instagram. Because they don't want any Steve, photos up that'll uh, that people aren't interacting with. I put a photo up and I don't check fa- Instagram for like days, and then I'm like, oh, I wonder how that photo did, and I'll look and I'm like, oh, I got some comments, cool. But I'm not an Instagram god like you are. So Instagram recently changed up their app. They made it so that now you can follow hashtags instead of just following people. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. So you can follow uh, like the hashtag wedding photography, which is a hashtag that I look into all the time. Um, and if you do follow hashtag wedding photography, <sighs> I'm going to say odds are about 90. Wait, that's not how that's not how odds work. Uh, about 99 <laughs> percent chance likely that if you follow the hashtag wedding photography at some point in time, you will open up Instagram to find a pornographic video. Really? It's not just wedding photography. There are a bunch of big hashtags that uh, get spammed, usually on the weekends, and they get spammed with pornographic videos where, like, they, they do, like, a bunch of, like, crazy, like, cross-hatching, like, things over the video. So, like, half of it's blacked out, but, like, half of it you can see, but you know it's porn, even though you can't really see it that well. 
And it's just gross, dude. Like you're just scrolling through like wedding photography and all of a sudden it's just like, mm. like people getting down, getting dirty. Down and dirty. Yeah. See, this is why I don't have time to play with these Instagram things. I make it a point to report every single one that I see and not just to report the individual post, but to report their entire account as being spam. So you're, you're such a superhero, Steven. I, I like to, you know, do my part for the community. Get that stuff yeah. off of there. It actually, I like to think of it as a little SSS, social super Steve. I like that social super Steve. <laughs> yeah, kind of just flows off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. I just I throw the cape on and I fly into town whenever I see dick pics on the Instagrams. Oh, social super Steve. Gotta get Steve. those dick pics off. Social super. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Getting those dick pics off. Hmm. All right, so Stevie uh, is a huge fan of Kickstarter, and so he brought to my attention this buzzworthy uh, Kickstarter campaign for a pinhole camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you don't that don't know, uh, pinhole cameras were some of the first cameras in the world. They would use the, um, the pin, essentially a pinhole something to create an inverted image and then you would expose that onto something later on down the road uh, I've actually did this this was like one of my first projects in college was uh, to create a room into a pinhole camera so you're actually capturing the photos onto the head of a pin correct Steve that's maybe what your ball state education taught you but <laughs> This is what happens when you give me alcohol, Stephen. Um, but so like what we did is we would convert our dorm rooms, our entire room into an image uh, by doing a long exposure of the room with our cameras. And then the room itself would be the image. It was actually pretty cool. But it was a fun way to learn the theory and the why the heck it, a pinhole technology does what it does. Mm-hmm. Steve sent me a link to a Kickstarter campaign for a pinhole lens to mount on your mirrorless and DSLRs. And he asked me, will this be the next thing I throw my money away on? And the answer to you, Steven, is no. I am not going to spend money on a lens. From what I can tell, it's just going to give you fuzzy, blurry, out-of-focus pictures. But by all means, you should totally go for it. From the Kickstarter... Photographers turn to the endless pursuit of sharpness. <laughs> they yes. turned away from that pinhole photography and straight to the endless pursuit of sharpness. Yes. Sounds because about right. typically when I see a photo, I think to myself, it could be a little bit blurrier, right? Mm, I always do. <laughs> so you, you thinking about getting one of these, Steve? Is that why you sent it to me? No. No, I just thought it would be something that you would waste your money on, and then we could talk about it on the podcast. I'm very disappointed you didn't waste your money on it this time. Mm, this week, I wasted my money on khaki pants with flannel built into them, because for those of you who aren't from a Midwestern state, it is snowed here all week long. So It snowed all week long in Fort Wayne? Yep. Oh, see, I don't live in America's armpit, so I wouldn't know about that. It's beautiful here. No snow. No snow. It's because all the toxic companies around you that produce, you know, snow evaporating technologies. We digress. Um, 
So let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about the real elephant in the room. Steve and I, as you listeners know out there, both have, he has two children. I have one and one on the way. Um, so I personally, um, I live in a, I don't know, what would you say my house is? Like 1,800 square feet, somewhere in that neighborhood. Not nothing. You own the house. How do you not know how big the house is? No, it's like 1,800, 1,900 square feet, somewhere in there. Uh, not super huge, but, you know, I love my house. So I'm, my daughter's getting to that age where she's like getting into things and like very curious and exploratory. And I'm already foreseeing uh, when we have two and my office has kind of been slowly mutating into a, a sort of a playroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, is this the time? Is this the spot? Is this the place in my business where I start thinking about a studio. And so I posed the question to Steve because I believe at one point you guys had a studio or at least a space outside of your home. That is correct. And I wanted to see the pros, cons, the whys and why nots of what that was like for you guys. We had a studio in Noblesville back when we lived in Muncie. Um, so Jen could come down and She used it mainly to meet with clients and also to do shoots um, because she needed like a private space. And then when we finally moved down to Noblesville, we got rid of the studio because we used a room in our house to meet with clients. I think maybe we just didn't want to pay for a studio anymore. (laughs) Right, right. So, yeah. So that brings me to sort of like my next point is so like I'm very like business money minded. That's how I think. And so my original initial thought is when we were going down this lane of thinking was like, oh, is this the time to get a studio? And I'm like, well, come on, you dumbass idiot. Why would you spend, you know, anywhere from $400 to $800 a month on a studio space? Why wouldn't you just take that and buy a bigger house? And then, you know, yes, then your mortgage would be higher, but, you know, you're going to be, it's going to be a wash. Like a leaf in the wind. Because going to end up paying the extra towards the studio so i don't know we're i mean i'm still going back and forth because one of the beautiful things about being a photographer and doing what steve and i do and being you know able to work from home is you get to be present and around and see your children grow up and it's a beautiful thing but at the same time it's nice sometimes to get away and have that time of productivity where you don't have a two-year-old crawling on you and all that good stuff. What are you going to use the studio for? Are you going to use it as an office to get work done in, or are you going to use it to meet with clients? Are you going to use it to shoot? What are your thoughts? So that's, I've been having a lot of thoughts on that. So for me, the space would be primarily for collaborative working as well as meeting with clients. Um, I don't foresee necessarily needing, I mean, anything, it would be great to have enough space to do headshots because we've been doing more and more of those, um, especially in the winter time. But it's not like I need some sort of a full, like be able to drive a car in there and photograph it kind of thing. Okay, so if it's something that it would be great if you could do headshots but that's not necessarily the real purpose of it why are you looking at getting a studio and not like uh getting a co-working space yeah so i've looked into the co-working space in town it's you know 
I think they charge around like 150, 200 bucks a month, depending on the different packages they have. Um, but for me, the problem isn't being able to pick up and leave and go work somewhere because I have a laptop that's perfectly capable of things like that. Uh, the problem is, is then I also have this, what I call the command center, which is where I have my podcasting set up. I've got, you know, I don't know, 30 terabytes worth of hard drives. I've got all my crap set up and organized. So it's like, if I want to have a space that's dedicated, when I walk in, I flip a switch and I'm good to go. Um, I just don't feel like a co-working space would be a little bit too exposed, I think, for what I've got going on. Do you need the command center, as you put it? Uh, do I need it? Probably not. Could you leave the command center at home? Let's let's call it NASA and then get a co-working space. Let's call it, um, just off the top of my head, Apollo 13. That would defeat the whole purpose because the, the problem behind... And then let's say like you're at the Apollo 13, your co-working space, and something goes terribly wrong. And Corinne's at home at the command center, and she has to problem solve for you how to fix the thing that's gone wrong on Apollo 13 using only things you have on Apollo 13. No. that See, you're missing the whole point. The point is, if I'm going to invest no, 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 no. in... I think you're missing the whole point. Have you seen the movie <laughs> Apollo 13? <laughs> no, I haven't, because I watch real movies. What? Uh-oh. Tom Hanks? Gary Sinise? Nope. See, you're too old, Steve. And a silence falls over the Steven. I'm feeling my heart stutter. I, I'm very old. <laughs> this is not good for my health. Um, do I have dementia? Is that how so, this works? The problem is, is if I'm going to invest my hard-earned wedding dollars on space outside of my home, I want to be able to move. See, even all of you this said stuff. space. You're thinking about Apollo 13 as well now. Yes, we're actually decorating our new son's bedroom in space. It's like a space-themed bedroom. Maximilian, I'm going to use this as a gateway drug, gateway thing into uh, getting him into Star Wars at an early age. Oh, man. I have not introduced my son to Star Wars yet. Mm. See, I he's feel been like introduced he's... at school. And he has uh, the, in the Honey Nut Cheerios over like the last month, you could get the color-changing spoons that are Star Wars characters. And we have all... F- no, we don't have all of them. We have all but one of them. We have we have Ray, we got R two D two, we got BB eight, we got Chewbacca, we got Kylo Ren. No, we don't have Chewbacca, but we have Kylo Ren and we have a stormtrooper. We're just missing Chewbacca. So if anybody out there is listening and they have a Chewbacca, I got two BB eights. I could trade you one. They have been used though and washed, but you know, just hey, throwing Steve, that out there. Steve, I know we're getting off topic here, but... I'm using the podcast to solicit goods. That is correct, Dustin. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no. Uh, you just had me... My my mind was going back down memory lane. You might be too young to remember this, but do you remember... Am I young or d- old? Pick one. Nope. I like to kind of confuse the listeners. Um, do you remember back in the day when uh, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and KFC had the uh, Star Wars cups? Yes, I remember when Yum Food Corporations had Star Wars cups at all the restaurants. And you would have to go each week and collect different ones? 
Yes, I do. I had a shelf in my bedroom with all of them. Well done. I had a lot of fast food that summer. <laughs> uh, my brother and I had a shelf. I did not have all of them, though. <laughs> we didn't make it. No dedication. I did have uh, one of those Lord of the Rings goblets that they had at uh, Burger King back when that was on. I didn't get all three, though. Mm. Just one. I'm, I'm so yeah. terrible. I'm too I old just for can't Lord of commit. the Rings. I can't co- too old for Lord that, of the Rings? That wasn't a thing when I got to that age. To um, what age? Lord anyways, of the Rings. Anyways, where were we? No. So, so studio or not to studio? So that is the question. So you were watching Phantom Menace, but you weren't watching Lord of the Rings. I love seeing this anger, these flames come out of Steve's eyes. <laughs> oh, it's like he just pulled off the ring and he's this hobgoblin thing again. I think we call him Go- Golem. Go- Golem. Mm, see, there the flames go again. Oh, I love this so much. <laughs> you have no understanding of nerd culture. <laughs> oh, Steven. Oh, Stevie. I'm so angry right now. Like um, a little, like a little elf and Gollum. Golem. The Hobbit is the first fantasy book that I ever read. I read it when I was in junior high. Immediately loved it. It is the only book that I have read more than three times. Mm. Uh, I take that back. It is the only book other than the Bible that I have read more than three times. (laughs) I was very religious when I was younger. The Bible. Yeah. The Biblioteca. Yeah, I have that. No, that's a library, Dustin. Learn Spanish. Bibliotheca is what I have. Anyways, studio, yes, no, maybe so. It just depends what you want. For Jen and I, it was a must when we lived in Muncie because we wanted to meet with clients. But you also had a space when you had the video production company. Yes. So what was the reasoning behind that? I needed an office. I had so, so much equipment when I had a video production company. And I had a uh, business partner, and we didn't want to work out of my house. It was something we discussed when we first started the business. Um, And we quickly decided it was not something we wanted to do. And a guy I went to church with ran something in Muncie, um, like a business, small business incubator. So uh, it was like, it was actually, I think it was government run, but he was like the person in charge of it. And so he hooked us up with an office. I think we paid like $150 a month for an office that was the size of like your loft space where we could just throw all of our gear. And then we worked there with like 20 other like startups. And also my church had their offices in in this place as well. But um, it was really cheap. Tons of people were there. Um, They held events almost every week that brought other businesses in. So there were plenty of opportunities to network with other people, try to um, make connections, make, you know, bring in new business, stuff like that. Um, a lot of the people that we worked with were constantly talking to us about projects they wanted to work on. It was a great space to work in. And if you have something like that near you, I would highly recommend it, Dustin, just for your video production that you're trying to uh, do with Big Burrito and trying to get stuff off the ground. Because um, it'll be really helpful to be around other people who are also trying to get companies launched and started and who need video work. See, I, so we have something like that here in town and I've gone to it for a couple photo shoots and it's like everyone has headphones on, no one is talking 
It and feels we had like our own office, so we never talked unless we left the office. There were a lot of conversations in the restrooms. So that's the only place. No. So then it's like, why is it worth it? No, because they had I, I they don't. had events and like on a, almost a weekly basis, there were events there that you could attend mm. and stuff. And there were plenty of opportunities to network outside of the bathroom in the uh, micro- <laughs> the room with the microwave. <laughs> I love how that it's like. Come network with me in the restroom. I had a lot of conversations in the restroom at that place. That's not creepy at all. Well, it's like you go there and you just see somebody and the next thing you know, you're talking to them about a video project and then there's like other people coming in to use the restroom and it's so awkward, but you just keep talking because it's a great conversation and you don't know how to get out and you want out so bad, Dustin, but you can't figure it out. You literally can't because you're trying to make this business work and you're trying to make these videos and you're trying to make these sales and you don't want to talk to somebody else in the restroom but so, for some unknown reason you are you could just take two steps right out the door you've both washed your hands you've both dried them off already why are you still talking inside the restroom who knows dustin does anyone they must know have had some really nice restrooms they were they were spacious they're very large this is uh, another weekly installment of our new. No, 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 no. So I want to. I want to go back to this the studio thing. Are you going to get a studio? What are you thinking? Do you want a co-working space or do you want like a fully functioning studio where you can hang lights and you know get real? Uh, there's a potential space that we might invest in. Um, oh, you gotta stop adjusting your mic while you talk. It makes what? editing so hard. Why you don't like it when I do this or this or this? Because I get all these like pops in the middle of audio. You're like talking and all of a sudden it's like. Just trying to give the illusion that I'm flying. Okay. So go on. Uh, <laughs> what, you, what, what You're looking at a space. Uh, there's a space that I have in mind. Um, it, nothing's been talked about or finalized with the people that own this building or space or whatever. Um but we can talk more about it offline because I don't want anyone else to know about it until I know if I want it or not. I just want to know, are you looking for a studio or are you looking for a co-working space? I'm work- looking for a co-working space that has studio potential. Mm-hmm. See, that was the reason I liked my co-working space is because there was like a v- several larger rooms that you could rent out and kind of, you know, set up lights on light stands and use as a studio for the day. I've also had a dream of starting my own co-working space, but that's the entrepreneur in me. Whenever there's something I want, I always assume there are others who want it too and that I can always do it better. Yeah. I mean, I made gumbo the other day and I was like, I could sell this gumbo. It tastes so good. But then I woke up and I was like, no, there are people who focus on this and this is all they do. And that's why they make it so much better than me. Mm, See, but the problem with that philosophy, Stephen, is if everyone lives their life like that, then no one will ever do anything. So if Steve and I had been like, hey, we should start a podcast. And then we're like, oh, man, there's people that probably do this for a living and they're so good at that. And that would all be true. There's nobody out there doing it like we do it. Oh, we do it so good, Stephen. I don't know what that was. Terrible. Terrible accent. What was that accent, Dustin? No, no, no. Let's push in. Push in. I want to hear that accent again. Come on. That was my my accent of you, Stephen. We do it so good, Dustin. 
No, we'll that's do it. bad too. Do it. Do it. Nike, just do it. All right, onwards and upwards. This episode brought to you by Nike. Just do it. This is our newest, not so new segment. Questions, answers, questions, answers, questions, answers. This first question comes from at Clear Mountain Photography dun, dun, dun. on Instagram. That is all one word. Uh, no, no spaces, no underscores, no nothing. Just Clear Mountain Photography. No, no hyphenations. No hyphenations. What? Oh my goodness. Missing out on those hyphens. Uh, Clear, right, Clear Mountain Photography wrote and uh, said that she loves our podcast. And also she wanted to know if we calibrate our lenses. I'm assuming it's she. It said Laura. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's a lady's name, right? Uh, it could be a guy. Okay. Uh, he or she said, uh, do you guys calibrate your lenses? And also I love your podcast. So this this mm. is this is a real listener. This isn't like when we do Facebook group questions. Well, to answer your second question, of course you love our podcast. It's fantastic. That wasn't um, a question. That was oh, a statement. that wasn't. Oh, so you got to specify when there's a question mark oh, or not, Stephen? Oh, See, if goodness. it had been a question mark, I would have said, "I love your podcast." <laughs> can you can we do that one more time? I love your podcast. Cast. Yeah. Really hitting that alto there. Dustin is a great host. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can we talk to Nicole Kidman again? <laughs> no, no, no. That's a rabbit hole we will not go down tonight. Uh, do you have, do you calibrate your lenses, Steve? Yes, no? Jen and I sent our lenses off to uh, Canon Professional Services about a year ago to have them calibrated. We'll probably do it again in the future if we need to. Um so we do calibrate our so we personally don't calibrate our lenses but we have had our lenses calibrated for us. We do have two Sigma 35mm uh f1.4 art lenses. We have not had those calibrated. Uh-oh. Yet. We haven't had any problems with the first one we bought. The second one we've shot with once and didn't have any problems, but I am aware that a lot of people I've complained about getting a bad copy of the Sigma 35mm f1.4 art lens, f1.4 art lens, um, and that calibration will not fix that problem because it'll just keep putting out images that are, you know, blurry and not sharp. Yeah. So if if we find that to be the case, we'll send that lens back, but currently it's good. Wait, let me, let me get this straight. That new 35 you just bought, you have not tried it, tested it? No. <laughs> you're killing me I put it killing on the me. 5D Mark IV and I took like one shot I think and you're like oh, I guess auto, I, I guess autofocus works and then I was like well 5D Mark IV and the 35mm they're both good set them aside <laughs> I guess we'll figure this out at a wedding alright Dustin you take it to a wedding and if you look at the photo and it's not working you say well that one goes back in the bag and I just shoot with other lenses for the rest of the day done Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So yeah, to answer your question, Clear Mountain Photography, no hyphen. Uh, we actually send all of our gear to Nikon at the end of each year. Um, normally we would have sent it already, but we've been so freaking busy with shoots and they've all been super last minute things. Mm -hmm. So it's like right when I'm starting to like package it all up, I get an email for something. 
Uh, so I've actually been talking with my wife trying to figure out what we should do. And I think we might send it off in batches this year. Normally, I'm I'm a clean slate kind of guy. Do you have an end of the year wedding? Uh, New Year's Eve, no. New Year's Day wedding? We do not. We don't. So, we don't have a New Year's Eve wedding. We have a December thirtieth wedding this year. I got I got a call yesterday uh, for a New Year's Day wedding. Something on that weekend. I think it was like the thirtieth or something. I would and, love uh, to do a New Year's Day breakfast wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a bunch of people just wearing sunglasses inside <laughs> and they all maybe have like ear plugs in their ears and they're, they're, they just look so done and so over and they're all just like sitting at tables propping their heads up with one hand like there's just, just like a kind pile of, like, of scones in front yeah. of them and like when they take the sunglasses off their eyes are so bloodshot so bloodshot and i just want to be the guy who walks in there and is like i should switch my camera over from silent shutter mode to normal shutter mode and then put it on burst mode that was my shutter in case you missed it yeah can we hear it again that's Nikon shutter, so it's a little louder, a little bit more clunky. That sounded like a shotgun. That's about what, that's about what the D4 sounds like in a really quiet church, <laughs> like a shotgun. But yeah, I send my stuff off. I trust that they calibrate it, clean it, send it back to me all spiffy and new. Uh, I'm an NPS member like Steve is with Canon, so they do all of that for, uh, I think, like 60 bucks or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. The only downside to Nikon that Canon always wins at is that Canon will send you free shipping labels for all that, uh, whereas Nikon does not, which sucks. That is correct. Because that stuff is heavy. All right, Meg from Facebook asks, I have a bride who asked about a date two weeks ago. She says, definitely wants to use me and is excited to discuss package options and go over contract details. The day we set for the phone call, she seemed too busy. I asked her to call me in the next few days at her convenience. A week has now passed. I checked in with her. She told me she was too sick to talk, but was super excited to have me as her photographer and looked forward to signing a contract. I told her to get in touch when she was feeling better. No big deal. It's been another week and I've heard nothing. Would you reach out again? I don't want to be annoying. I, I want, you know, I have another bride now inquiring about her wedding date for serious, not just for business tactics. Should I tell her another bride has interested before responding to that other inquiry? I'm not sure what to do. Help. Well, Megs from Facebook groups, you've come to the right place, by which I mean you didn't come to us at all, but we're going to help you anyway. It's Dustin and Steve help people time. Dun, dun, dun. Drop some wisdom bombs. Pew, pew, pew. I would say generally never, never use the whole thing of, I have another bride inquiring for your date just as a business tactic. Um, I think that's going to fail for you more often than it's going to succeed. Works for me all the time, but go on. But I mean, if it's something that's real, like you have a serious inquiry and you, and you feel like you need to contact the bride first since she contacted you first to let her know you have somebody else interested, I don't see anything wrong with that. 
No, we do it all the time uh, because I'm always afraid of a situation happening that happened to us uh, earlier this year where we had a bride do the exact same thing, Meg, that this bride is doing where she just kept stringing us along and uh, we were super busy with photo shoots and didn't have time to physically meet with her in person to sign the contract. Um, but I was happy to jump on the phone with her and she refused to sign the contract unless we met in person. And in between all of this happening, uh, another bride called me and right after the phone call was like, I'm super satisfied. I want to book. She booked right then and there. And then that bride was super pissed off. And so I always give them sort of the benefit of knowing, hey, by the way, unless, I mean, here's devil's advocate here. Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. You don't want this wedding and you would rather just pursue. Oh, yeah. This other serious inquiry that came in the door. We didn't. We didn't even think about that. Do you? Do you not want this wedding, Meg? Do you hate this person, Meg? So I mean, if she's being super wishy-washy now about just signing a contract, chances are, and this is without no, not knowing the situation fully or not knowing the person, uh, she could have some serious illness and unable to meet with you or even talk with you. Anyways, so yeah, maybe pursue the other wedding lead see where it takes you meg and uh yeah i don't know that's what i got well i mean they say uh, a bird in hand is worth two in the bush so maybe a, a bride in hand is worth two in the bush <laughs> that feels real <laughs> sexual when you say bride instead of <laughs> it feels it feels sexual when you say bird too because like in the uk they say birds not bitches is something that I learned from listening to the streets as a young child. So you want to take the next question? I don't know. Are we, are we done with that question? Like, yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I, mean, I feel the, like this, I feel like the first bride who contacted her, that's not going to happen. Right. Dustin. Well, if what she's saying is true. So the only reason that would make me re reach out to the bride is the fact that the bride already makes it sound like in her correspondence that she's using the photographer Hey, and Dustin, it's me, Janine. Uh, I just wanted to reach out to you because I want to hire you to shoot my wedding. If uh, you could shoot me over the deets and get me a contract to sign, I just need to talk to you on the phone real quick. What's that? Bring, bring, bring. Oh, it's Dustin on the line. Click, then send him an email. Dustin, I can't talk to you right now. Can we try next week? Next week comes along. No call from this bride, Janine. Uh, then Janine sends Dustin a quick email. Dustin, I feel really sick in my tum-tum. I got some diarrhea brewing down there, and I just don't feel like I can talk like that. Mm, see, but Steve, you're you're assuming it's some super juvenile thing. For all we know, this woman's going through some sort of family drama, family loss, could have lost a loved one, and do you she's think, put... Do you think, do you think her fiancé died? I don't know. Dustin, I don't know, Steve. I can't pretend to understand those who are grieving and what they're going through. Do you think she's considering marrying his ghost? I think uh, maybe his brother. Oh, doesn't. Can we segue back to the ghost thing, though? Would you consider shooting a wedding if it was a bride marrying a ghost? For the right price, Steve, I'll do just about anything. Um, How would you capture that? <laughs> so, Kevin. Do the listeners uh, want to see us do ghost photos? <laughs> 
<laughs> no. The one Kevin, thing we've never gotten any feedback about. We even got Christmas gift ideas from several users <laughs> after we complained that nobody wrote to us, but nobody's ever sent us anything about the ghost photos, Dustin. It's because they're just too ghostly, Steven. They are too, too sp- ghostly. Alrighty. All right. Kevin asks, who uses a 14 to 24 millimeter lens? For which type of wedding shots does this work best? Where maybe the 24 to 70 does not. I also have a Nikon 17 to 35 f2.8. So I'm not sure whether it's worth the investment. I want to direct this question to Mr. Louis Novak, who actually sold me his 14 to 24 millimeter lens. And uh, did you have Louis Novak on the line right now? Is he chiming in on this podcast? I'd love to hear the sweet, the dulcet tones. The towns? Damn it. The the what? I've been drinking. The dulcet tones of Louis Novak's voice. Dulcet It just means sweet, dulcet. Mm. Okay. Your vocabulary, it amazes me. Um, So 14 to 24 millimeter lens, uh, like any young inspiring photographer like myself aspiring not inspiring aspiring photographer like myself uh, i find you very inspiring dustin i know you do steven i loved me some of that wide angle craziness when i first got started shooting weddings and uh now i probably get it out i've been trying to do this thing this year where i get every lens out of my bag at some point during the day um just forcing yourself to use it because you don't understand what a sunk cost is correct exactly um now i use the 14 to 24 for a wide shot of the church typically uh from the back center and then i use the 14 to 24 for maybe like a a wide room shot of the reception and then maybe a couple fun crazy ones on the dance floor at the very end uh, just because that lens, um, as far as Nikon is concerned, Steve won't know anything about this. But as far as Nikon is concerned, that lens is laser fast when it comes to focusing. The 14 to 24 is? Yes, it's way faster than the 24 to 70. And I would just throw the 17 to 35 away. It's not even worth... If you already have the 24 to 70, you might as well sell your 17 to 35 in my humble opinion. See, I live in the Canon world where most of my photos during the dancing will be blurry. Um, <laughs> I don't have a 14 to 24. I've never had a desire for something that wide. Uh, we have a 17 to 35 and a 24 to 70. And we typically end up using the 24 to 70 and not the 17 to 35 just because we don't really like the distortion for the wide shots. And honestly, recently Jen has just been using a 35 millimeter for her wide shots. She doesn't even like going all the way to 24. So I don't understand people using a 14 millimeter to shoot a wedding. Um, I mean, I can think of reasons why I might want to use it. Like if, like if I'm trying to do like a shot of the outside of the venue and I don't want to walk really far. <laughs> We did a shot of this church uh, earlier this year, Dustin. It was like this Greek Orthodox church. And like to get the entire church in the shot, I had to walk like damn near half a mile away from the church because it was so large just to get everything in. 
And after I did it, I was like, why did I do this? Like the only part that's worth shooting is the part that I could capture from maybe a hundred yards away. Oh, Steven, always going the extra half mile. Um, Yeah. And I didn't have those con, those moon shoes. You got to get some, man. Those better be on your Christmas list. I didn't have the wrath of cons like you. Oh, wait. You're Jewish, aren't you? Hanukkah started yesterday or two days ago. Van Elk? That sounds like a Jewish name to you. It's sort of like a Jewish Mennonite type thing. Like a two families blended. Dutch. Close. Dutch. Um, so 14 to 24. So the other reason I bought the 14 to 24 millimeter lens off Mr. Louis Novak. Mr. Louis Novak. Who gave me a really great deal on it. Um, did you buy it for landscape shots? Perchance? No, I was I was uh, at the time taking an architecture class. Ooh, nice. And yeah, I really, I don't know, my teacher was very good at his job and really got me like pumped to shoot architecture stuff. And I thought I was moving to Chicago at the time. That was the plan. And so I was like, architecture is such a big market in Chicago. I'm going to become this big architecture photographer and shoot portraits and gotta have a wide angle lens to do all this and so i bought it and never really used it much so you would not recommend buying the 14 to 24 it it just depends on the use case um it's like if he's talking specifically for weddings i honestly i think you can get away with your 24 to 70 for the money i mean i think louis at the time sold me that lens i don't even know what it retails for but i think i got it for somewhere between i don't know 14 and like 1600 bucks somewhere Mm -hmm. in there so i think your money could be better spent on other pieces of gear um and it's kind of like i find most of the time when we want to go wide now that we don't really use the 17 to 35 anymore um, I typically just end up shooting with a 35 and doing panoramic stitching. I like the mm-hmm. way that looks distortion wise better than going with like a 14 or a 17. See, I like personally. panoramic stitching too, but I just, I, on with as many photos I take on a wedding day, I just, in our fast turnaround time, I don't like spending the extra time doing that. How fast is your turnaround time? Uh, we have galleries delivered within two weeks. How many photos do you take on the day? Uh, we take between four and 5,000. Because we do between four and 5,000, and we deliver in one week, not two weeks. Yeah, but there's two of you working on this, not just one. <laughs> that is a very good point. Um, if I had two of me, then it would be one week. But I don't really feel that there's a value add for one week to two weeks. You would say that because you're trying to make up for the fact that you're taking two weeks. No, this is a huge value add. I'd like for my couples to think they spent thousands of dollars and even I'm even delivering taking... photos one week after the wedding, we still will get messages from brides asking if they can get the photos like the day after the wedding every once in a while and we will also see brides post like a gallery of photos taken by their guests before they Mm. get our gallery within the first week i wanted to bring that up on a future episode but and i might have already talked about this before but does that like sting or like jen are you like get i don't want to say offended that's not the right word but um i don't know it's like something inside of you when you see your bride post 
like a gallery of like mom's photos or the sister's photos from her iPhone or even like her DSLR that they might have brought and shot some on their own. And you see those and like people are commenting like, oh my God, like your photos are so good. Or like the wedding looks so amazing. And you're like, oh my God, like why do I even try? No. Like if this is where the bar has been set. No, I love seeing that because then you know that like a week later when your gallery goes out or whenever, they're going to be like, holy crap. Why did I think that other person's stuff was good? This is amazing. I know, but by then it's like the hype from the family and friends is like gone. That's why we deliver within one week, Dustin. I know, but one week isn't going to stop the 24 to 48 hour post that comes from the Instagram screenshots and all that stuff. That is correct. Uh, Jen tries to do um, Jen tries to do a sneak peek photo within 24 hours of the wedding. I need to get better at that. Doesn't always happen, but um, when it does, we usually get a lot of reactions from that. Yeah, I have this ambitious goal. Stop moving this amb- your mic. I- I'm going to murder you. <laughs> I have this ambitious goal that... Um, I'm going to try and do sort of a best of or like some sort of a sneak peek blog post at like the day after or the night of a wedding. Oh, we don't do blog posts. We just do like a post to Facebook of the sneak peek. I know, but I feel like that might be more traction to my blog. Yeah. Than anything else. But we'll see. But I mean, when they go to the blog, they want to see like more pictures than just one or two. I know, but then you explain to them, I have two children, a family, a life, and I do need to eat, sleep, and poop at some point. Are you just going to put that in the header at the top of your website? I have two children, a family, a life. I do need to eat, sleep, and poop at some point in time in my life. The Destin McKibben story. Each each sneak peek. That's the beginning paragraph to my biography. That's the title of your sex tape. I need to eat, sleep, and poop. Anybody wants to start a Wikipedia page for me? There you go. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough questions for uh, this I week. I do think that's enough questions. So uh, anything, anything else you wanted to wrap up with? I think uh, there's next just week one we'll... more thing I wanted to wrap up with Dustin. And that is mm-hmm. thanks for listening to another episode of the wedding photo hangover podcast with your host, Dustin and Steve. You can find us on Instagram at wedding photo hangover and on Twitter at wed hangover. And last but not least, you can find us on Facebook at wedding photo hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve individually, you can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore Mick. Kibben, and you can find Steve at Stephen Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Another wedding. Or Monday if, you know, I'm traveling back and forth to Chicago, and then I get sick and don't feel good. Not really sick. I just felt miserable because I didn't sleep at all. I wasn't there for sunrise, but I was there at like uh, 8.30 in the morning. So good times. You're such a, such a sweetheart. Such a sweetheart. Um, so we will be dropping a Christmas episode uh, next week like we did with Thanksgiving to uh, give your little sweet eardrums a little lollipop on your way to or from holiday parties. Dustin, you know how we should have opened up the episode? Uh, no, Steve. We should have opened it up like this. 
Oh my gosh, Dustin. Did you just watch Star Wars? Yeah. The Last Jedi? Because I just did. And you know what happens at the very end? She dies. Luke Skywalker kills Rey. That's the Inception sound blowing them up. I just got back from the movie. Yeah. Damn. I still like I still like that thing I sent you where it's like has all the movie titles side by side for the all three movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, you know. From his nap. Yep. That's <laughs> the best. Yes, I thought best. that was good. Uh, are you seeing the movie? Uh, eventually. Um, I don't really have any friends who are huge uh, Star Wars guys that still live here locally. Okay, I was going to say, you are literally on a podcast with somebody who in high school had a series of notes he passed back and forth with his uh, now brother-in-law, then just friend, called The Jedi Chronicles, where we just discussed Star Wars in all of the classes that we had together. Yeah. I'm a a big nerd. Big, big nerd. This is going to be a confession, Steve, that I'm going to make to you, but uh, all of my friends, we all picked lightsaber colors. And I was a huge Mace Windu fan. Yeah. And mine was purple. Nice. Uh, everyone was green and blue, man. I had to be I had to be that unicorn. I had to fly my different flag. Oh, but back then you were flying your different f- flag? Like, I mean, I'm, j- I'm just going out here, man. Back when we were in, back when I was in high school, it was a much different climate with regard to the color purple. And uh, with regard to how people treated people who maybe thought of purple as their favorite color. Mm, yeah. So so did you get a lot of crap? Uh, I went to a Christian school, Stephen. So you got a ton of crap. <laughs> you know how those Christians are. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. I, I've been super excited to have a son just because... Um, it was one of those things that like my uncle was like a hardcore Star Wars fan and he was the one that kind of indoctrinated in, into me this like Star Wars culture. And so I've been kind of excited to pass that on. Like, as you know, I have the original like vintage on my iMac uh, Star Wars action figures. I'm not as hardcore as... They're not as... still in the box, Dustin? No, because... You are not a I real was... fan. Well, I was. We have to take your nerd card away from and you. Wanted, look at look at Harrison Ford. Look at him. Nice. Looks looks like his face is melting. Yeah, because you played with him as a kid. Yeah. I I never owned any Star Wars figures because my brother owned them all and he kept them all in the box in the room that we shared as children. No, I unfortunately made the mistake when collecting toys, things to keep in the packages. You kept Hot Wheels in the packages. <laughs> So, uh, wrong toy to keep in the package, apparently, because that generated no money. Why aren't you playing with those right now? I I mean, you've been messing with your mic stand this whole time, screwing up the got, audio. I you got, could be rolling got, those Hot Wheels all got, over your I've mic got, stand. I've got, I've got other ones that sit here on my desk that keep my ADD in check that I roll around. Very nice. My, uh, little, you know, tech deck. I don't know if any of you listeners know what that is, you young sons of bitches. Are we still recording? Is this still? I'm still, still recording. Podca- yeah. Still podcasting I mean, I'm, here? I'm probably going to cut a large swath of this out, if not all of it. All right. Well, let's backtrack to podcasts and then we can stop. Um, so next week, guys, we are going to uh, do a fun 
I already talked about this holiday episode, right? Already, we already spoke on this. Yes. We got so sidetracked with Star Wars, I forgot what we were doing. And then we'll come back to you with a regularly programmed episode, probably after Christmas sometime. Um, I'm guessing somewhere around the, I don't know, I'll leave it to Steve. Uh, so next week we're going to be doing our Christmas special. The week after mm-hmm. that, we're going to be doing our New Year's Eve special. What? Yeah. Ball drop? Yeah. Graffiti? No, no, no ball drop, graffiti. no graffiti, but we're going to be talking New Year's resolutions. Mm, I like it. I like where your head is. We're going to be talking about what we want to do in 2018. So, uh, I mean, I'm a, I feel a little trepidatious about this because... Uh, our holiday specials do not perform well. <laughs> we, we don't we don't do the holiday specials uh, because we think like people are going to listen to them. We do them because they're fun for us, and hopefully, for the the dedicated few who listen, uh, they they get some sort of joy out of them. But um, and and because Stephen and I have a pro SoundCloud account now, so we can record for days. Hey, you know what? Uh, speaking of uh, doing specials and stuff, I just want to go ahead and say, you know, I've been getting into uh, the more intimate photos, and it's a little late to uh, build this for you know Christmas. But um, if any guys out there want some professional dick pics, Valentine's <laughs> Day is coming up. Surprise your sweetheart. Hire Steve professional dick pics you hire steve all day for that all day uh, dustin already hired me yeah his curves yeah. a little to the back not to the left or right to the back like a j-hook yeah <laughs> okay anywho um are you are, do you want me to cut that out of the podcast dustin that's totally up to you steve that's Completely definitely up- staying then um what was i going to say uh, i think you're going to tell us more about your your dong oh i was going to say next week for our christmas special steve i want to challenge us together to drink a holiday beer for it to get into the get into the festiveness well, of it. while i was at three floyds i bought jen an alpha Claus bomber perfect but uh i i mean that's her beer so i don't know if i'll be allowed to drink it <laughs> I want Jen to drink it and then spit it back into the bottle. And then you drink it. So it's extra festive. Ugh. I might just have mm-hmm. to buy something else. That sounds so gross. That's, that's the sound Steve makes when he thinks something sounds delicious. I'm sure they have some Alpha Claws at my local liquor store. Um, so if anybody has any suggestions on great Christmas beers, um, I mean, all of you avid listeners out there already know Dustin has a fridge full of Great Lakes Christmas ale. So, but I'm going to try something different. So if anyone would like to throw out any suggestions, send them to Instagram where Steve will then tell me about them. Uh, What? Sorry, I fell asleep. Yeah, that's because you're a terrible human. Yeah, I know, I try. Um, Is there anything else you want to talk about, Dustin? Goodbye, I love you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your host, Dustin and Steve. Oh, I already did this part. Goodbye, Dustin. Goodbye. (laughs) For the right price, Steve, I'll do just about anything.